today called Holy Spirit, and I'm excited. We're going to spend the, the month of October talking about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? And it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we jump into that, I just want to look into our camera and welcome our online viewers this morning. Can we just give them a hand that they're, they're joining us this morning? Uh, we have discovered that most people, before they ever step foot in here in person, they're watching online. And so uh, if you are physically able to join us here on a Sunday, we think it's better here. But uh, we're just we're glad for the technology that we have to to stream that to you guys live. And so um, also a couple things I just want to bring to you real quick. And then I'm gonna, here's kind of the flow of today. Uh, I'm going to share the message. I'm going to try to go through it really quick because I want to set a portion at the end to just worship just a little bit more. Um, the band didn't even know that yet, so surprise. Um, and uh, I just, like what we're going to talk to the, talk about today, we'll just tie in. So, But anyways, before we jump into that, uh, real quick, a few things that I want to bring to your attention. The first one is December 3rd. I know that's kind of a while away, but it's not that far away. Uh, but December 3rd, we are going to be doing what we're terming, at least for right now, our We Care Christmas Market. And if you had been with us back when we were a portable church, we did this thing called We Care during the summertime, and we would supply uh, kids with backpacks, binders, all kinds of school supplies, which was amazing. Uh, but we stopped doing that, and we were we've been talking like, how can we how can we show our city that we care uh, once again? And so what we have decided to do is we are going to turn this auditorium in this lobby into a Christmas shopping market. For, uh, for some families and kids that the parents can come. Yeah, they're like, should I clap? <laughs> and, and so uh, we're, we're looking to be able to help uh, at least 50 kids this time around, and then hopefully we can get it to grow. But uh, we, we just want to be a blessing to our city. And so I do want to thank, I know Janice had thanked everyone already for being generous. For those of you that have given already, like we have been putting away uh, so that we can save up for this. We think this is going to cost us a little over four grand. And, and, um, and so, but like, luckily, you guys have been generous. Our board has like, hey, let's put this aside for that. And so they're with us uh, in that. But I will say, if you want to like go above and beyond your giving, uh, we're looking at uh, about $100 per kid to get them two gifts for Christmas. Uh, don't do it today because it's not set up, but, but we'll, let you, we'll let you know when that's ready. And if you're like, hey, I, you know, I would like to go above and beyond my giving, and I would like to sponsor a kid or two or five or 100, like, you know, like as the Lord leads you. And so, uh, so there is that. And then our, the next thing, December 11th, the following week, we're going to have our third annual um, Legacy of hope Sunday, our giving Sunday, and 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 I was thinking about this because I, I hate talking about money up on stage because people that's why people are like I hate church right and so I, like it, but I, I want you to know that it was because of the generosity in 2019 for our legacy of hope we raised money so that you could sit here today and, and so what we what we have discovered is that this legacy of hope offering that is it's it's really a seed for the future. And so we're, we're going to be partnering with a couple people, and we'll share uh, who, what those organizations are a little late, uh, later down the road. But I just wanted to get those two dates to you to look forward to, December 3rd, December 11th, and just begin to pray. Ask God, God, what would you have me give towards those things, if any? And, uh, and then we'll just go from there. That, they're amen in already. And so, um, and so, yeah, we're in week one of, of Holy Spirit. We're going to be in John chapter 14. John chapter 14 in verse 
16, this is Jesus, and he's, uh, most theologians believe that John 14, 15, and 16 are the last moments that Jesus has with his disciples before he dies, resurrects, and then uh, leaves us in, <laughs> in heaven. And so John chapter 14, verse 16, it says this, and I will ask a father, so this is Jesus saying, and I will ask the father, Father God, and he, God, will give you another advocate. Who will never leave you? Verse 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now. And watch this. And later will be in you. He lives with you now, but later will be in you. This morning, I want to talk to you simply from the subject. If you take notes this morning, I have an advantage. I have an advantage. Again, I want to encourage you. We are a talkback church. I know we haven't we haven't talked about that lately, but a quiet church is a dead church, and uh, and so you you have the like you can say amen if, if there's something resonating in your spirit that I say. You can say amen. You can say preach. You can say ah like you, you, it's choose your own adventure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, it helps me understand that like. It's landing somewhere, and because if, if y'all are quiet, then I'm like, oh, they're not getting it. And then I try to talk even more, and it's not even on my notes, and then it, that's when it's just like, Phew, you know. So, uh, so I just want to encourage you uh, to talk back this morning. So let's pray, and then we will jump into the message. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you uh, for this amazing time that we've had already. God, I thank you for each person that's here this morning in-house, those that are viewing us online. God, I thank you that what you have for us today God can forever change your lives. And so I pray that you would help us to lean in and to receive what you want us to receive. God, we want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. 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 Hey, have you ever said, use the phrase like, what is it? No? <laughs> That's just me. This is awkward. Okay. Like, have you ever, maybe I should have said this. Like, have you ever seen something and you're like, what is it? Now, some of y'all in here, you're crazy because, like, you don't know what it is, but you go close to it. Like, you like sniffing it. You like dipping. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of y'all are crazy. But for most of us in here, those that would identify as normal, we would look at something that we have no idea what it is, and we'd be like, oh, what is it? And the natural inclination of looking at something and wondering what is it, uh, it brings this mysterious connotation of like, whoa. Case in point, pudding. I love pudding. I love it. Pudding is so delicious. But how many of y'all know when pudding is not in the package, and it's just random somewhere. You're like, oh, what is it? So the other day uh, I was, uh, I was uh, at home and I'm walking. And as I walk and I see this brown pile of something on my carpet. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I go up to it and I'm like, oh, I say, what is it? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, and I'm getting upset. I'm like, kids. Which one of you guys took a dump on my carpet? <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm heated, right? And I'm like, 
Like, I'm, I'm just like, this is so gross. This is disgusting. Like, I didn't even want to get near it. I'm like, no, because I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden, I see, I'm not going to tell you which kid it was, but I see one of my kids walking with a, with a pudding cup in their hand. And in that moment, I realized, oh, it's not beef, it's pudding. <laughs> and once I was able to identify it, I was like, oh, cool. And I'll just clean it up. Now, I, got, I told the kids, like, what are you thinking, like, spilling and not cleaning it up? But, but what, what was interesting to me is that once I was able to identify it, not as poop, but as pudding, I wasn't afraid to get near it and to clean it up and to, to figure what that was. Like, it, it helped that I knew what it was. And here's why I'm telling you guys, guys just this morning, not because my kids are, are very messy, but the reason why I'm sharing this with you this morning is because I think the same is true when it comes to the Holy Spirit. When we don't, I, when we can't identify who the Holy Spirit is, it, it allows us to like step back and be like, whoa, what, what is it? See, for some of us in here, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, for you, like, you, like if I was like, hey, what's the Holy Spirit? You're like, like, an, like a ghost? Or like a vapor? Or like... I don't know, it's like it, it's a, I don't know what it is. And, and, and if we're not careful, that'll allow us to like push away a little bit. Be like, repel like, I don't know. What, or some of you, if I'm like, hey, what is the Holy Spirit? You associate the Holy Spirit with someone that you saw growing up. Now, I don't know about the, the, the type of church you guys grew up in. I grew up in a very Pentecostal, charismatic church. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And, um, and so I'm not going to lie, like I'm triggered. Because for the longest, when I thought of the Holy Spirit, I thought I, I associated the Holy Spirit with Sister Susie jumping up and down, shaking. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, who is this? And so when I think about the Holy Spirit, when I say, who is the Holy Spirit? If we are not careful and if we don't understand who the Holy Spirit is and we associate the Holy Spirit with something that we seed rather than who he is, it will allow us to always say, hey, Holy Spirit's cool, but I'm going to stay over here. Like, Holy Spirit, you're like, I don't got anything against you or are you here? I don't know. But like, <laughs> like I, I'm I just and I and I and I, I repel myself away from the Holy Spirit. And as we go through this series, my heart is to understand, for us to understand, who is the Holy Spirit? But I think in order for us to understand who the Holy Spirit is, we first got to identify the Holy Spirit. And Jesus does a great job in that in our opening verse in John chapter 14 and verse 17. And Jesus says this. He says, I will go to the Father. And I will ask the Father to send another advocate, and the advocate is the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus says that he is the Holy Spirit. And so first thing that I want us to understand about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is not an it. 
Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as he. So Holy Spirit is not like some, who is, it's not like cousin it from Adam's family. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's invisible. <laughs> like, the Holy Spirit, Jesus identifies the Holy Spirit as he. In fact, in fact, the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And growing up, we spend so much time on God the Father. We love God the Father. God the Father is so good. And we love God, God the Son, Jesus. We love, he's, he's our Savior. He died for us. But if we're honest, for most of the time, like, we leave it at that. We leave it at God the Father. We leave it at God the Son. And the Holy Spirit's over here is like, hey, what about me? <laughs> you know, like, don't forget about me. I'm right here. And so, so this morning, like, I want us to see that there's God the Father, God the Son, but there's also God the Holy Spirit. And I, and I hope to, today to, to help us see and throughout this series to help us see that, that God the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. <laughs> and those people would be weird with or without the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so like my heart for us is just to see who the Holy Spirit is. Because I think the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to engage with you. Wants to be part of your everyday life. And so, so for the rest of our time this morning, let's, let's look at who the Holy Spirit is. And Jesus, in verse 16, Jesus is with his disciples and he's, he's letting them know, hey, I'm about to, my time is about to end here on earth. I, I'm going to, I'm about to, I'm about to die. I'm about to, like, my time is ending. But then he says this, he says, but don't worry, don't, don't be afraid. He says, because I'm going to ask the Father to send another advocate. Now, that word advocate, or maybe in your translation it says helper, that word is parakletos. And it literally means, to, to the Greek word, it means to come alongside of. And so, so Jesus is essentially saying, hey, I'm going to leave, but don't worry because I'm going to send someone to come alongside of you. Now, that... The idea of someone coming alongside of me. What I've realized is that I don't really need someone to come alongside of me unless I'm doing something that I don't understand or that I can't sustain or I can't do on my own strength. And so the, the disciples, when Jesus is like, hey, I'm sending, uh, I'm sending someone to come alongside of you, the disciples had to have been thinking, wait a second, Jesus... Why? We don't need anybody. We have Jesus. Jesus, you're more than enough. Like you're all, you're, we don't need help. We don't need someone to come alongside of us. We're good. And it's as if Jesus knew the, the, the natural inclination of, of, of man, because in John chapter 16 and verse 7, I don't know if we have it, but I have it on my notes today, so I'll just read it from here. He, Jesus says this, fast forward, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. Did you catch that? 
So Jesus is like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm sending someone that would come alongside of you. Why? You're here, Jesus. And then he goes and says, listen, it's to your advantage that I go. Because if I don't go, I, the Holy Spirit will not come with you. Think about that. Jesus saying it's to our advantage for the Holy Spirit, for us to need and to desire the Holy Spirit. And, and so what I want us to see is that, that the Holy Spirit is here to, get, to come alongside of us to give us an advantage. So the advocator, the paracletos, he comes alongside of us so that we can have an advantage. And so what I want us to do with the next, hopefully, 10 minutes is, is I want to give you three reasons why we have an advantage with the Holy Spirit. Three reasons why we have an advantage with the Holy Spirit. And here's number one. First reason why the Holy Spirit gives us an advantage is because he becomes my teacher. Remember, he, not an it, Holy Spirit becomes my teacher. John 14, verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I love that. Jesus, again, he's talking to his disciples. He's like, when I send the Holy Spirit, he will come to teach you and remind you of everything that I have said. Are you, are you guys good at test taking? No, like I'm horrible at test taking. In fact, I can spend like hours on test or on studying for a test and I will still, if I'm lucky, get a D. It's just like, it's so crazy. And so like, I don't like tests. I can't stand tests. Uh, but I remember in high school, we had a teacher who would, who would teach us about the things that were going to be on the test. And I remember one time in particular, I was taking the test and she was walking around and I thought she was walking around to catch me from cheating. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and so uh, she comes, she, she, she heads over to my desk and, and, and she, she looks at my test and she's like, number three, is that the answer? I was like, yes. Are you sure? No. <laughs> Thank you for messing me up. And, um, and I'm like, it's this one. Nope. It's this one. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going through each answer. At one point for another, uh, another uh, question, she, she, because she, she went and then she came back and then she was like, she was like, uh, she's like, remember what we talked about? Two plus two is four, you know? And I'm like, oh, yes. Um, but what I loved about it is that during the test, she didn't just teach me, but she helped remind me of what she said. Listen, I am so glad that the Holy Spirit is a teacher but I'm even more grateful that he's a reminder. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit will teach me things and teach me about what Jesus says. But I'm even more grateful that when I'm in the middle of a test, the Holy Spirit reminds me of the things that he taught me. And so, so the Holy Spirit, he doesn't just teach, but he reminds. And this is beneficial to you and to me because there are moments and times throughout the week we're going through life and all of a sudden life just like, 
And I'm like, man, I wish I, I remember what I preached on yesterday. Or I remember, I, I wish I remember that quote that I saw on Instagram. I wish I remember what I read in my devotions. And the Holy Spirit's there, and he's like, I'll help you. Remember. The Holy Spirit, he teaches, but he also reminds us. And so, man, that gives us an advantage. Amen, somebody? So the Holy Spirit, he, uh, three ways the Holy Spirit gives you an advantage. He becomes my teacher. Number two, he becomes my conviction. John chapter 16 and when he, he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness. Just hold on, okay, guys? Just breathe. It's okay. <laughs> People are like, I came the wrong Sunday. <laughs> and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of the world, which we know is Satan, um, now stands condemned. And so I got to be honest, on surface level, this, this verse does not seem like an advantage. Amen. <laughs> You're like, preach, preacher. It does not seem like an advantage. Like conviction does not seem like an advantage on the surface. In fact, if we're honest, conviction seems like a disadvantage. You know? Like, because... I don't want conviction to roll with me when I'm trying to do whatever I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm trying to hook up with Shoddy, I don't want Holy Spirit to be like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? I Like, flee. That doesn't sound like an advantage to me. And so I read this, and I'm like, how is this an advantage to me? But what I've discovered is that I have to understand what conviction is. I have to understand the way that Jesus has designed conviction. Because, stay with me, conviction is not restricting, but it's more so redeeming. So, if we could begin to see conviction not as, not as something that's restricting us, but rather redeeming us, that conviction is not something that God, that God is um, keeping me from, but it's something that he's keeping me for, all of a sudden conviction changes. All of a sudden conviction doesn't seem so much as a disadvantage as it does an advantage. Because he's saving me for something. He, he's, he's protecting me from something. And so in the verse that we read uh, just now in, in John chapter 19, Jesus says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin. And so when I see this wrong, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I'm going to burst into flames. But when we see this in the right light, what, what's, what's very interesting is that, is that Jesus, he, he's saying when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict of sin. And that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. Because the only time you ever need a Savior 
is when you understand you need saving from something. And so the Holy Spirit convicting me of sin is a good thing. Because in it, I understand, oh, wait a second, I need a savior. I need something to save me from my sin. Are you with me? And so the, so the Holy Spirit comes and he convicts me of my sin. And he does that every day for me. He's constantly convicting me. Did you really say that to your wife? Did you really just do that to your kids? Did you really just show that to that driver next to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, He's like constantly convicting me of things that could, that could prevent me from, from growing in who he is. And so the Holy Spirit comes, he convicts me of sin, but not to condemn me, but to show me that I need a Savior. To show me that I need something that is greater than me to connect me to God. And so, so he says the Holy Spirit will come and convict the world of sin. In verse, verse 9, because people do not believe in me. And so the heart is like, man, Holy Spirit needs to convict us so that we know we need a Savior. And then he goes on to say in verse 10 about righteousness because I'm going to the Father. And that's frightening in itself. Like, oh, how is this an advantage? But the moment that I make Jesus the Lord, the boss of my life, is the moment that I could stand in right standing with who God is. And so now all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's convicting me of my sin. I address that because now I need a Savior. And then he's convicting me. Or another word for convict is convince. He's convincing me that I'm now in right standing with God the Father. That's great news. Now I know I am in right standing with the creator of the universe. And then he goes on even further. He says in verse 11, he says, and about judgment, convict the world of judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So the other words, uh, Jesus is saying because the prince of the world, the enemy, he's already lost. And because he's already lost, because you've, the Holy Spirit's already convicted me of sin, made me address my life, I now stand in right standing with God. All of a sudden, the enemy is now condemned and has no authority over me. And so now all of a sudden, like it's not a disadvantage, but it's an advantage. And so us as believers, man, we got to constantly desire, Holy Spirit, will you convict me? So that I would remember what you've done for me and where I stand in situations. So Holy Spirit, he's my teacher. Or excuse me, yeah, he's my teacher. He gives me an advantage because he's my teacher. He becomes my conviction. And the last one, number three, he becomes my inside man. He becomes my inside man. And we could have the band come up because I know it's going to be, it's going to take a little bit for them to get ready. He becomes my, in because I didn't tell you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're going to send me hate emails. <laughs> How dare you? But aren't they, aren't we blessed to have such an amazing worship band and All right, focus. You're taking up my time. <laughs> he becomes my inside man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. I think we have that. Yes. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. 
Watch this, verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. And so Paul writes in the same way that you and I know, or Paul writes in the same way that that we are aware of, of our, our spirit is aware of who we are, the depths of who we are, of a person, the same way it works with God. Paul's saying, who better knows the thoughts of God than his spirit? And then he he goes on to say that, that, that the spirit knows the deep things of the Father. The deep things of the Father. Spirit breakout? Is that cool? Awesome. We're on the same. Love it. See, we didn't plan this, guys. Um. The deep things of the Father. And so as I was reading this, like, I want to challenge you that if you're here this morning and you want to go deeper in God, if you want to understand the deeper things of who God is, of how much He loves you, it starts with the Holy Spirit. Like, who knows the thoughts of God better than His Spirit? Who understands what God has for me better than His Spirit? Holy Spirit. And so we have God the Father. We have God the Son. But we have God the Holy Spirit. And He's for you. He's your advantage. He wants to be your teacher. He wants to be your conviction. He wants to be your inside man. He wants to come alongside of you to give you that advantage. 